morning, good out of Shabbos everyone, we have a wonderful, wonderful day. So, we continue, we left off, the last few words in the bottom of 16b, the Gemara said that Rabbi Rachana was sick, was ill, and Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi came to ask, to uh, inquire on his health, to, to the mitzvah of Bikr Chaylim, and they asked him, they asked Rabbi Rachana, if two people bring a get from overseas, do they have to be present when it's written and signed or not? And they have to testify they were present or not. So he says they don't have to. Because since there's two witnesses, if they said that the woman was divorced, now presence, we don't believe them. Let's say there was no there was no there was no get. She doesn't produce a get. The two witnesses come and say, We saw him divorce his wife. Where's the get? She lost it. Could the husband then come and say, well, I never gave her a get, it's a forgery. Will you give it to him? So this is the same thing. You appointed us as, as agents. What, what are you telling me, a forgery? You asked us to give you the get to your wife. So you can't go ahead and, and, and claim it's a forgery. We won't even pay attention to the husband anymore. Okay. Therefore, there's no need for them to be present when it's written and signed. Because what's the whole reason they need to be present? Because you don't want the husband to later on be able to claim it's a forgery. There's two witnesses. He can't say, I never wrote the get. The whole thing is a forgery. You appointed us. What, what, what are you hacking? So, okay, so, Meanwhile, during this conversation, there came a certain chavra, a Persian. Rashi says a Persian. Taiswa says... She says it's a different nation that came to Babylonia in the times of Rabbi Yechman. And they corrupted the Persians already living there. Anyway, this took place in Babylonia, Baba. So a person, a Persian or, or, or another nation came, who was in Babylonia came, brazenly took away a lamb from their presence. Because it was a Persian holiday. And on Persian holidays, it was a law illegal for a Jew to anyone to light a candle other than for the idol. Only for the pagan temple. That's why some say, that's the, some say, they want to say the reason why Nittle we don't learn, because it was a decree. Like on their night, only, only for candles you're allowed to have is if you're worshipping their God and their churches, Christianity. So therefore, if a Jew would be up learning at night with a candle, you know, the six hours, you know, till midnight when everyone is still up and learning with a candle, they would, they would, it was forbidden. So that's why the Jews would go to sleep and not learn that night. That's what someone to say that that's based, based on what is on this, on this episode. So the mother says, Rachman, merciful one, Hashem, Oy Either conceal us in your protective shadow, or exile us in the shadow of Esav's children. Treat us respectfully. If we have to live amongst Goyim, better, better we should be in the West than amongst these Chavedim, this Chavra, these, this nation that's so anti-Semitic. It's intolerable. We can't take it anymore. Do you want to say that that the, the, the Rome is better than the Persians? The West is better than the East? It says in Job, 
And Hashem understood the Torah's way, and He knew its place. That Hashem understood the proper environment for the Torah and its students. The Jewish people can't can't withstand the Romans' decree. That's why he exiled them to Babylon instead of Rome. So we see the Babylonia is better than Rome. The mother says, like Kash, it's not a contradiction. Before the Chavedim came before Babel, before the Chavedim came to Babel, Babel was a better place for the Jews than for than Rome. But after they came to Babel, that's already it's already too much. If one says it was written in form. And two others say, hey, it was signed in our presence to get this kosher. This is only true to get this produced by the witness of the writing. The one who says it was written before me, he is the agent. He is the one who brings the get. Because then the three witnesses are like two witnesses on the writing, and two witnesses on the signing. Because the rabbi said, we believe the agent, he's considered like two. So yeah, now you have two witnesses who testify that it was written in front of him, and it's like the equivalent of two witnesses. And then you have two witnesses who testify that it was signed in front of them. But if the get is produced by the two, who uh, who uh, testify? They are the two agents, and they testify. They were only present at the signing. Then it doesn't help one person testifying that he was present at the writing. We don't believe. We don't believe one person. It's only if you're the agent. One person, you can't. Uh, you don't believe one person. So Alma, we see, Kasavar, we see, Rabbi Ami says, we see, Rabbi Yechanan holds, Rabbi Ami was saying this in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, so Rabbi Ami says, from this we understand Rabbi Yechanan holds, even if two witnesses, who are agents, they do have to testify, they do have to be present when it's signed and written, not like we just learned, not like Rabbi Barav Rabbi says, you don't need. Remember, they asked him. They came to visit him. He was ill. And Rabbi Huda and Rabbi asked him, do you have to, two witnesses, two agents, do they have to be present when the sign was? He says, no. Because two witnesses, he, there's nothing to be afraid of. The husband can't claim it's a forgery. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to, you don't have to be present. And, but here Rabbi Echenon says that even though there were two witnesses, two agents, Nevertheless, if the two agents were only present, they have to be present at the writing and at the signing. If they're only present at the signing, and then you have one person who testifies that he was present at the writing, it's not kosher, it's not a good get. Mm-hmm. 
So Amalei Ravasi, said to Ravahmi, according to your conclusion, according to your opinion, it says in the mission, the beginning of the mission, the first mission in the chapters. It says in the beginning, the opening of the mission, there's two say that it was written in our presence, and one says it was signed in my presence. Pause. The get is not valid. With the master, it says it is valid. Why would the rabbi say, even though you have two agents, there were two agents, why would the rabbi say it's possible? If you, say, if you hold, since two, two agents, you shouldn't need anything, you shouldn't require anything. You don't have to be present when it's written, or be present when it's signed, why would it be invalid? But you're going to say, according to the rabbis, even even if it's two, according to your according to your understanding of Rabbi Echen, Rabbi Echen would say that even two. You're telling me that the rabbis would say that even if there's two agents, it's still invalid. Amli, and he says yes. Yeah, you're right. Rabbi Echen would say you're right. The rabbis would disqualify even if there's two agents. The question is why. The main issue is not that the husband can claim it's a forgery. The main issue is lishma. We have to have two witnesses to testify that it was done lishma. So what difference does it help? What difference is it? It doesn't matter if there's two agents. So what? They can't answer the question. Got to get off the ground. So yeah, well, yeah. It wasn't lishma. It was not wrong. Maybe the whole maybe it was never written properly. It came from abroad. They're not familiar with the laws of lishma. Even after it was written, maybe we make a decree that once again they're going to forget. So we we kept it intact. In we kept this in, in, uh, this law intact that they have to testify that it was done lishma. We, they must testify already that it was done lishma, so they have to testify. So then, if you're only going to have one testify on the documents, on the authentication, to authenticate the signatures, people are going to think, they're going to learn from that, that the, any document, all you need is one witness. Say you have two witnesses you required for the writing, but when it comes to the signatures, we rely on one witness. That's why the rabbis say that it must be two, two on each. Another occasion, Avasi found Avasi of Abmi was expounding and he said, Even if the get is produced by two witnesses, it was signing. The get is kosher. In other words, that you don't need, they don't need to be present. They don't have to say anything. They don't have to be present when it's written and signed, as long as they're. Giving it a get, that's good, because because all we're worried about is the husband shouldn't claim it's a forgery, and now there's two witnesses, he can't claim it's a forgery. He had two witnesses, two agents, he gave it to them. You can't claim it's a forgery, you gave it to us, you handed it to us, he asked us to give it to your wife, so what, what do you mean it's a forgery? You, you handed it to us. So he changes his mind. So he changes, Rabbi Ami was repeating what Rabbi Eichenen holds. But Ravami himself, Ravami himself doesn't hold like Rabbi Yechner. Ravami himself holds hold like Rabbi Bar Chana. That two witnesses, they don't have to sign it. Amalei Rabbas, Rabbas, and the matter, they actually tell him, it says in the opening of the Mishnah, that what two testify that was written in front of them, or one says it was signed in front of them. Apostle. 
But you, you, you yourself told me the exact opposite. That the mission is talking about according to rabbis, even if two agents, it's, it's, it's disqualified. My revised position as a peg will not be shaken loose. He changed his position. First he held the Gabirnan, then he changed his position to Rabbi Bar that it's not about the it's only about forgery and therefore in the case of two there's no there's no problem whatsoever if they're the agents it's 100% okay and it's not going to move a revised position is much stronger my initial position but I changed my mind it's solid it's solid I really thought about it and I came to a solid conclusion that you're not going to move me you're not going to make me change my mind again we're going to learn later on that a get has to be has to be dated properly dated. So if you put a date, it has to be signed on that date. If you write, if you write a, a get and you put a date down, the signing has to be on that date. It has to be accurate. What makes the get the signing? So it has to be on that on that date. If the get was written the day and was signed on that same day, oh, but Lila was written at night, and the date you put at night by Jews, the, the day begins at night. In and it was signed at night. It's okay. Or by Lila written at night and signed the day. It's still the same day. It's the same date. Then it's kosher. Kosher. But what if by your even after my light love you wrote to the get by day then it was signed at night pause it's invalid you just have to be careful with it with a with a ksuba you know the is at night when do you write the ksuba you write it's written during the day and then the witnesses sign it at night it's not the same day be careful Shimon argues, he says, no, it's kosher. Even in that case, it's not considered a, a predated get. We'll explain what's the argument. What's the argument in the rabbis? What's the reason? What's wrong with a predated get? Why is it disqualified? Why does Rab Shimon say it is qualified? used to say call hagit in all documents all other documents would be invalid any 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 uh, document a sale a gift a loan it has to be the right date you know when you're mortgaging a property it has to be correct from the right date <laughs> But the exception is Gitinosh. Because you can't put a lien on the property and have a false date, and then the, the loan didn't happen till later, and then you're going to grab someone, someone bought the property between and the, before the actual loan, but according to the document after the lien, not fear. So it has, it has to be accurate. 
But we get the Noshim, that's the exception. Because here, by get, there's nothing to worry about. What, what, what's going to happen? Someone bought the property after the date? Doesn't matter. There's a lien on the husband's property, and the moment he gets married, he's obligated. All of his properties are mortgaged to pay the wife after the divorce. So it doesn't matter when the person bought. Even if it's a wrong date, the lien is there. You, you bought property, you should have known. You're buying property from a married person. And all of his properties are mortgaged to fulfill his obligation to take care of her in life and in death and marriage and after marriage. So he divorces her, he's obligated to take care of her. Okay. That's the mission. Why, did the, why is it important to put a date in Gitin? Why, why do I care? By a loan, I can understand why. If there's a lien of property, you have to know exactly when the lien starts. If I bought it before the lien started, before the actual loan, it's not fear to grab, take the property from me to pay the loan. I bought it before the actual loan. Or you're relying on a date. It's a false date. It was predated. That's not fear. But here, with a wife, what do I care? All the properties of the husband are mortgageable to pay his, his debt. The debt started from the day he got married. And that debt precedes any sale, anything that happens after. So of course you're able to move. So why is it important to write, to write a date? So we have an argument. Because, let's say, he wants to protect, he wants to protect his niece. An uncle is allowed to marry a niece, even a mitzvah. So let's say she committed adultery. He wants to protect her. It's his wife, and not only his wife, he's divorcing her. So he love, but it's still his family. Even if he doesn't like her as a wife, or it's my family, it's my niece, I have to protect her. I'm an uncle. So you don't do it. Write again. There's no date. I was already divorced. I didn't commit adultery. I was divorced. I predated. There's no date. But the truth is, she was a married woman. So it's very important to know that. So therefore, you have to have a date. So if she says she's divorced, we have a time. We know exactly when you were divorced. When did you commit adultery? Before or after? Even though this is a very unique case, a husband who's divorcing his wife but still loves her, she's still family. <laughs> family is family. He feels a responsibility to save, save her. But the rabbis made across the, across the board. All Gitten have to have a date. We don't differentiate. All Gitten must have a date. The same reason, even after you have a date, it has to be an accurate date. The whole reason of the date is to prevent. So if you're going to write a date, but it's predated, what did you accomplish? You didn't accomplish anything. Again, you're covering her. So it has to be precise. On this day, you, when you gave the get, that's the date written, so I know she's innocent or guilty. Why is, why is this a reason? Why did the rabbis have to an act that you have to make a date, you have to sign a date, because otherwise he can save her. Why would, even if she produced a get, why would it save her? Now, now you're producing a get. So all I know is it could have been today. And we have a presumption you were married till now. So let's assume, let's presume, Chazaka, that you were married at the time of the adultery. Just because you're producing a get today, there's no date. So maybe you just got the get a minute ago. 
So I have a chazaka. I have a doubt. I don't know when they get. It doesn't say anything. So I have a chazaka that overrides the doubt. That, that I can assume they were married at the time of adultery, and therefore you die and based on the chazaka. You should be put to death. You committed adultery. You should be punished. So how? So so. Why do you have to put a date? The date. Even without a date, you're not saving her. What are you worried? That the husband is going to save his niece? He can't save her. A get without a date doesn't prove anything. She has to prove. It has to have a date that she was given a get before. And if you don't produce, if you don't have a date, just a regular get, you're going to die anyway. You can't save her. So there's no reason to write a, to write a date. Let her, let her produce the get now. How would she prove that she was really divorced if she actually she'd have to go bring the get say when it went down? Right, then how would she... Oh, okay. So maybe, so maybe he's saying the reverse. You need a date to save her for real. <laughs> Otherwise, she can die even though she's innocent. Maybe we'll say you just got to get today. Okay, but, but that's not what the mother says. The mother says that he is saving her. The husband will produce a get. We'll write a get later, the mother says. Because we're worried that the husband will divorce her now. Let's say she committed adultery. She wants to save her, so we'll give her a divorce. Okay. I'll give her a divorce. Now, of course, I can't write the date, because if I give you the date now, it's going to prove that you did commit adultery. I'm going to give you a regular divorce without a date, no date, undated, and then you claim that you, you were divorced before the, before the illicit relations, before the adultery. How is that going to help? It's not going to help you. You produce a get now without a date. You're right. You have to have a date. A date tells me that, but if you wrote a date, the, date, the get was given after the illicit relation. She did commit adultery. He's just saving her. So he gives her a divorce now. If he writes a get now, then she's going to die. The date is now. So he writes without a date. So we'll think that it was done before. And we'll save her from punishment. He divorced her. He wants to divorce her. Because anyway, she's, she committed adultery. But he, wants, he doesn't want her to get punished. It's a family. But how is that going to help? If you're producing a get without a date, all I can say is from now, now. You just have to get a minute ago. How do you override the chazaka? You're a married woman. The Tesla gives two answers. Firstly, he says... Because the fact that she's, she is divorced, that undermines the chazaka. On one hand, she was married, and on the hand, now, now she's divorced. She has a get. So I don't know one chazaka over the other chazaka. She's divorced. Maybe, so one overrides the other. Maybe at the time of the, of the, of the adultery, she was not adulterous. She was, she was already single. Yeah, exactly. One chazaka over the other. And then he said, there's another chazaka that overrides it. Which Jewish woman is going to commit adultery? You know, the punishment for adultery? You're going to die? Capital punishment? So surely she must have been single at the time. So one chazak overrides the other. So that's why the husband, the husband will save his wife, give her a get, without a date, and she'll claim that there was the, the get predates the adultery. It's not adultery. She was single. That's Rabbi Yechnan's understanding. The reason is because otherwise the husband can profit illegally from the fruit of his wife's of his wife's property. Milayk, milayk property. There's nichsetzim barzel, which he takes full responsibility of, and he has to return it to as is. And then there's the nichsetzim milayk, which 
it's her property. She takes full responsibility. He gets all the benefit. While they're married, he gets the rent, he gets the dividends, he gets the fruits. If it's a fruit, if field, so you shouldn't. So you shouldn't be able to profit illegally. You have a date. Any fruits after this date, any rent after this date, any dividends after this date belongs to the wife. You can't come and take it. So it's to protect her. You don't have a date. The husband will keep on collecting. Illegally, we'll keep on collecting all the dividends, the fruits, the, the rents. Like this. So it's to protect the wife from her husband. Was, like this, she couldn't sue her husband. Says, what do you mean? There's no date on the date. I'm claiming that, that, that I divorced you a minute ago. Last night, yesterday, or today, or in the morning, and all the fruits. It's like this. It's to protect the wife. I have a date from the, any rents, any fruits from this date on belongs to me. Why are you worried? Who would... You think the, if the moment he divorces her, she's going to allow him to stay in the property? She'll, she'll take her possession. It's her property. What, what do you have to worry about? She'll immediately take possession. The moment he divorces her, okay, give me back all my property. And why, why are you worried that he's going he's gonna to take all the fruits? Pesos says that the, the, the moment the witnesses sign the divorce... The moment to get the sign, he loses his right to, to, to benefit from, the husband loses the right to benefit, to get the fruits from her property. So, 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 but between the signing and the giving, maybe he'll give it to her in a month from now. And she doesn't know when it was signed. There's no date. He'll claim it was signed a minute ago. So that month, he'll be collecting rent illegally. Therefore, they, they sign. When they sign, there's a date on the document when it was signed. Not when it was given to her. So from that moment on, all the fruits will go, will go to, properly go to the wife. For the same reason, it can't be predated. The predating benefits the husband. Because if you're going to predate and it was signed, we follow the signing, not when it was written. So the wife will say, okay, give me all the rent from, from uh, all the fruits from when it was, from the date. But it was signed a different date. We have to, so we have to protect both of them. We have to have a date, but it can't be predated. So the husband gets his up until the signing, and the wife gets hers from the moment it was signed. According to the Rishlachers, you can understand what Abshimon argues. Abshimon says, by Gitenashim, a predated get is good. Because he holds that the moment the husband signs, writes the get, he loses the right for, 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 for the fruits. And therefore, it doesn't matter when it was signed. Who cares if it's predated? The moment he writes the get, he legitimately loses all the fruits. You're not protecting the husband, there's nothing to protect. She gets that date. From that date on, everything goes to the wife. So, what do I care if it was signed, written today and signed the next day? It doesn't matter. It's okay. But why doesn't, according to Rabbi Yochanan, everything is written when it's written. Yeah, everything is written. The only thing that's missing is the signature. It was written today, and the, and the, and the, the, the witnesses sign at night, the next day, which is the next day. Rabbi Shimon said, it's okay. What's the problem? We protected the wife. We have the date. And from when it's written, everything belongs to the wife, even though it was signed on a different day. Why doesn't Rish Lakish want to learn like Rabbi Yechonah? Allah will tell you, we continue on side B. 
That's something far-fetched. You're going to make a broad enactment that every get has to have a date and it can't be predated because of something so far-fetched that a woman will commit adultery. What are the chances of likelihood a Jewish woman will commit adultery? And because of that, and, and you're going to marry a relative and the relative will want to protect you. I mean, it's so far-fetched that that, that can't be the reason. So remote. Why doesn't Rabbi Yechon want to learn like a shlok? It just makes sense. For somebody old, the Eshel Baal Peter, Rabbi Yechon holds that the husband does get the rent until, until it was given. Therefore, it doesn't matter. What difference does it make? Why do you have to write a date? Even if there is no date. The moment she gets the get, that's it, of course. So you give her the get, she's going to take possession of all of her properties and there's no problem. And before she takes possession, it doesn't matter if the get was written and signed a month ago, a year ago. It doesn't, doesn't change anything. The husband gets. He's still married. Until he gives her the get, he's 100% married. And he gets to enjoy the fruits of the marriage. All the fruits, all the rent and all the dividends and all the, the fruits go to the husband. In other words, so even if you're going to write a date, even if you're going to write a date, it's not going to help the woman. What does the date tell me? The date tells me when it was written and when it was signed. Because you have to write it, sign it the same day. But the, so what? It doesn't prove anything. Maybe it was wrong. And the husband held on to it. He went to marriage counseling, went to the rabbi, tried to work it right, just in case he had to get written. And a year later, he gives it to her. So she can't prove, oh, look, I bring a get, it says a date here. What does the date tell me? It doesn't tell me anything. Prove to me, the wife has to prove, witnesses has to testify, when was it given to you? Up until then, he's Up until then, he, get, he gets the fruit, exactly. He has to take care of her, and, he, and therefore he gets all the fruit. Very good. But the Rishenim has... Wait a minute. Don't we have an assumption? Oh, i has that we have... We have a chazaka that probably the day it was written and signed, that's when he gave it to her. Why are you writing again? And have witnesses. If you're not planning to divorce her, like a backup plan just in case. You can assume, usually, most people, they write the get and it's given right in front of you, the husband and the wife and the, the seifer and the witnesses are all there, you write the get and then when you finish writing and sign, you give it to her right away. Right? It's done on the spot. Correct? Therefore, the Rishonim learn differently than Nashi. They say that there's no need to write a, a date because since the, the, she's given the, the get, since she's given the get on the same day, on the same day that, 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 that it's written and signed, so when she gets the get, she'll ask the Bezin, please, write me, a, tell me, affirm to me that I got the get on this day, and therefore, any fruits from this day belongs to me. I'm taking back possession of all my properties. Why is there a need for, for a date? What's a date going to help me? It's written on the same day that it's written, and sign is given to her, and from that day, she's going to take possession. It says to the court, okay, now you're, you're, you see this, and you're going to, now I'm taking possession of all my properties, my husband, from this date on. Can't can no longer can no longer um, acquire the fruits of all my properties. So why is there a need to write? That's what he holds. There's no need. To, that's not a reason for the date. The reason for the date is to protect her. 
Now the Gemara says, "Bishlam in the Shlokish and Malkin Machshir Reb Shimon." According to the Shlokish, there's a reason we can understand what Reb Shimon argues. Reb Shimon holds that the moment the get is written, the husband loses his fruits. So therefore, it doesn't matter that it was signed the next day. What do I care? As long as the date is, all that matters is the date when it was written. And since it's written on that day, it's, it's, uh, he loses already all the fruits. So therefore, it protects, it protects uh, the wife. If the reason is you worry the husband, and the re- if the husband is an uncle or, or a relative, he wants to protect her, and he'll give her a get, an undated get, and she'll claim that she was divorced before the incident, why would Rabbi Shimon argue with that? I'm not explaining the reason for Rabbi Shimon. I'm explaining the reason according to the rabbis. In other words, Rabbi Shimon, I agree that Rabbi Shimon disagrees with this whole concept. Rabbi Shimon will argue that, that this is not a reason to make a, such an enactment. You have to have a get or something so remote. Therefore, Rabbi Shimon rejects the whole thing. So why do you need a, why do you need a date altogether according to Rabbi Shimon? According to Rabbi Shimon, you will have to say the reason you need a date. The reason you need a date is because you don't want the husband to benefit from the from the fruits. That's why you must have a date. And he disagrees with Rabbi. He holds that 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 the husband doesn't benefit until the get is given. The husband benefits until the get is written. Once he writes a get, even before it's signed, and especially before it's given, he already loses, even though he still has to take care of her, he's still responsible, but he loses all the benefits of marriage. You're writing a get for your wife, and that day on you lose all the benefits of your marriage. You no longer can eat the fruits of a field, and therefore it doesn't matter if it's predated, as long as there's a date. When it's written, so I know exactly from that point on, he loses all all his rights, even though it was signed the next day. Okay, Doctor, you might have been shlim. Rabbi Yechonon, according to Rabbi Yechonon, makes sense. I think Rabbi Shimon, Rabban. Now we understand the argument of Shimon Rabban. The Shlokish make Rabbi Shimon Rabban. According to the Shlokish, what's the argument in Rabbi Shimon and and and, and Rabban? According to Rabbi Shimon, any fruit, any rent from when it's written, the husband forfeits the benefit. Versus according to the rabbis, no, until it's signed, the husband still gets the benefit. That's why if it's predated, it's not kosher. But everyone agrees that they have a date. The question is why is predated not a problem going to Rabbi Shimon? It is a problem according to the rabbis. Because according to Rabbi Shimon, there's no problem. Because the moment he signs the get, even if it wasn't signed, the moment he writes the get, even though it wasn't signed the next day, it, he already loses all of his rent, all, all of the fruits. And according to the rabbis, no, until it's signed, he doesn't lose anything, and that's why it can't be predated. But we learn, but we heard the exact opposite position of Rabbi Yechon Lishlakish. We learn, when does the husband lose the fruits, the benefits, and we take away the fruits from the husband? Rabbi Yechon says, from when it's written. And the Shlokish says, from when it's given. 
the exact opposite. We said, Rabbi Yechonon says, the reason why Rabbi Yechonon doesn't want to learn, the reason why you have to date is because, is because to, to protect the wife, is because Rabbi Yechonon holds that until he gives the get, the husband does get the benefit. And here Rabbi Yechonon says the exact opposite from the moment it's written. And the Shlokish gives that reason, explains that's the reason why the get has to be dated, because otherwise the husband will take the fruits illegally. Because he holds, we said he holds, the Shlokish holds, that from the moment it's written or signed, it's, uh, the husband loses his benefits. So the question is... The question is, and here the Shlokish said the exact opposite, from when it's from when it's given, only from when it's given. So according to the Shlokish, if that's if when it's given, then there's no need to write a date. Just give her the get, and in that time she takes possession of all. Says you're right. Your mother says you're right. April, you have to reverse it. This this memra quote was misstated, misquoted. The exact opposite. Rebbechnan says that the husband gets the benefits up until the actual divorce. Because, like you say, he has to take care of her, so he uh, gets all the benefits. What? And he can retract it. Yeah, yeah. Right? And Mishlokish says, Mishlokish says, no. From the moment he writes the get, the moment it's signed, according to the Shriman, the moment it's written, he loses. You want to divorce your wife? You're putting it in writing? Forget it. You lose all the benefits. Of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> says in the Mishnah, we're going to learn later on in the tractate that three gittin, three bills of divorce that are possible, invalid. If this is, but if you marry a blood kosher. So, so what do they accomplish with a degree? Said you're not allowed to marry with these three types of gittin, but on the biblical, it's only rabbinic, but on the biblical, they're valid. And if she goes ahead and uh, she gets this get, but after the fact, she's, she's divorced, and that's why her children are legitimate, right? So, what did they So, if it's essentially valid, and one of them is. One of these, a get which is signed by witnesses but not dated, an undated get, it's kosher, biblically it's kosher. And if she gets the get, it's, it's valid and her children are legitimate. So the question is, what did they accomplish? And what did they accomplish? He can still protect them. If she committed adultery, yes, the rabbis say it has to be dated. But, but after the fact, he can give her an undated get and she'll protect her. It's kosher. And she'll claim the get was given, was done before she got the get, before the incident. So what have you accomplished? You didn't accomplish anything. Mother says, says, you know what it accomplished? Initially, initially she can't get married. So therefore, no one's going to want to marry. Who's going to want to marry her? Uh, undated get, which rabbi is going to marry? Who's going to marry? You're going to marry a shmedrik? Anyone who's legitimate, anyone who is. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that's not a good get. Not a kosher get. Ideally. So, therefore, it's going to hinder from marriage. So, 
So therefore, it's not gonna. She won't want this, that type of yet. She's in the corner then. If he wants to, he wants to steal the Miluk property, so he writes without a date, so he can get the rent and the dividends. You know, the the, the, the stock went up, shot up a thousand percent. So I'll give me a date, uh, get without a date, so I can get all the, all those dividends. Yeah, but the problem is that no safer, no safer, no safer is going to want to write such such a get. We're going to find a safer who's willing to write a get without a date, since the rabbis say it's prohibited. Or witnesses, which witnesses are you going to get to sign on such a date? Which kosher witnesses? Wait a minute, it's not a kosher get. Where's the date? So therefore, it will it will stop because he's not going to be able to do it. He's not going to be able to pull it off. But the Gemara asks, Abaye says, yeah, but there's another option. Gaziel is Mandi Devi Avnelli. Write it legitimately, write with a date, and therefore you're going to find the scribing, you're going to find the witnesses, and then cut it off. And now she can come and produce it. It's kosher. Can't say anything. And he can get away with stealing all of her dividends and rent and fruits. He can claim that the get was just today. Everything up until today is mine. My, so what, what, how is that going to help? So at the end of the day, you didn't, you didn't accomplish anything. So, a person who's a con artist, we're not talking about con artists. The con artist can get away with anything. There's nothing, no law you're going to put in the book. You can lie, cheat, steal. There's nothing you can do. We're dealing with upright Jews. We're dealing with Jews who are not con artists. An upright Jew, this, is a, this, is a, this will help. A person's going to cut off a date. You can do anything. You can forge. I mean, you can do anything. You deal with someone who's lying. Continue. Abayah said, "What if What if instead of writing the date, it just wrote which seven years of the shmita, which cycle of the shmita you're in? Shana." What if he wrote the second? Or he just wrote the year. What if he wrote the second day? Which year? Or Chaydish, a month. Or Shabbos, a week. But not the exact date. My, what's the status of the gift? Is that called a date? He wrote a date? No, everything has to be in the Hebrew. That's the only time. It is. But, yeah, but is, is, it a, is it dated? You consider that dated? He situated it in the cycle of seven or the year or the month, even better yet, the week. Is that considered dated or not? Abiyazov says, I'm like kosher. Yes, the get is valid. It can't be like X amount of years from the day. So what's it going to help me? Then what did you accomplish? Let's say she committed adultery on, on Monday, Sunday. He divorced her on, on Friday. And he'll, and he'll write this week. So therefore, I also say, I was divorced. When the incident happened, I was already divorced. So what did you accomplish? At least it helps with the week before, with the seven year before. If you committed adultery the seven year before, so at least they have a date or something. And also he can sell the malug. He can sell it any time. He can say any profit that he got in those seven years, it's his, because maybe it was at the end of the seven years. But at least the seven years after, he won't be able to illegally take, take her the fruits. So at least they accomplished something. If not everything, at least we accomplished something.
says because other other documents, this date, such a dating is is valid. It doesn't have to be to the minute of the day. Yeah, mother saying right that if in the mission it says if you write one day, but it was signed the next day, the next day it's not kosher. But if you just write a general date, a week in this week, this month. This year, or even in this sabbatical cycle, and it was signed in that time period. Any time, it could be any time within the seven year, seven year. Yeah, it could be any time of the year, the beginning of the year, the end of the year. It could be any time of the week. It could be any time of the of the day. I'm sorry, it could be any time of the week. So, what does it help? It helps that you can before, if she committed adultery before the seven year period. And it helps that the husband can continue to take the rent after the seven-year period. Okay, to be continued. Everyone have a good